Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Man, listen, it is good that you guys are here in the house. We are so excited to be able to celebrate with you. Tomorrow is 4th of July, and I'm just telling you, um, uh, we are going to be a church that honors God. We are. We're going to honor. And, and here's the deal. You, sometimes you got to choose it. you got to choose it. And so before we begin to honor in our nation, I'm just telling you how life works is... Um, the nation is the representation of uh, communities. Communities are the representation of families. And so as we begin to talk a little bit today about celebrating hope, and, and I, I really do believe that we live in an incredible time, and, and there is more great things, listen, in front of us than there has been behind us. And I believe that uh, tomorrow is a wonderful day for us to celebrate hope and give honor to the Lord for what he's done in our nation. Come on, one more time. Let's give the Lord a hand. We are so glad that you're here today. My name is Stephen. I'm the pastor here at the house. I believe that God has a lesson for us today as we talk about independence. The, the, the truth of the matter is Jesus many times used illustrations to communicate what was going on in the world. Hey, you listen, uh, hey, look at that wheat. Look at this. Look at that. And let me give you an illustration of what the kingdom of God is like. And so that's what I want to do today. I am so thankful for our country. I'm so thankful for the country that we live in. Uh, and, and I just want to acknowledge that I realize in our day and age, we are told that the United States was founded by secular men and not religious men. And that is an oversimplification of details that really has begun to change history. The, they call that revisionism. And I think it's dangerous because when it is, when we remove God and we just deal with man and man, then we can begin to argue man against man. But the Bible is clear that he tells us that there is a sovereignty of God, that no nation can extend its boundaries without God's hand. And so the truth of the matter is, I think that as we begin to look over our nation, and you may be someone that, I'm ready for the 4th of July, and some of you are like, with all that's going on, I'm, not, I'm really not even honest, I'm going to be honest, I'm not even ready. And how do we deal with that? And I would say this, that you have to understand that we are in a very blessed country. That there has been sacrifice that has allowed us to get to this point. And the way I would communicate this, just as a microcosm, a small little thought is, think about your family. You know, my wife and I are very, very passionate people. We're very passionate. And so... Uh, there are days when that passion collides. She thinks that she's right, and I think that I'm right. Come on, anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? And, 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 and it is clear that she believes I do not see it from her perspective. 
And I believe absolutely she doesn't see it from my perspective. And because of these moments, it can get heavy. It can get uncomfortable. It, can we be real? It can even get sassy. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. A little sassafras, a little sassy. And here's what can happen. The mood of the house can change and we can focus on the net. She doesn't ever see it, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't ever see it, blah, blah, blah. Come on. And what happens is we begin to take our cue from feelings. But as I begin to have this moment of conflict, I have to step back and go, you know what? We got two cars. We're in a house. Come on, that AC works. I got an ice maker. I, I got a microwave. I got a couch. I got clothes. I don't have any socks because my kids take them all. And I begin to look back and go, wow, we are having a real conflict in the midst of incredible blessing. Does that make sense? And I think that so many times every news outlet and all the information that we get on social media is it keeps the real raw emotion in front of us. But if we would step back, I don't know if anybody came on a covered wagon today. I need y'all to know that they used to start fixing dinner at breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Like the pet chicken that was named was dinner. <laughs> and it wasn't just going to Walmart or wherever you go and getting some meat that has already been ready to cook. It is, uh, okay, go get Whatever chicken, Henrietta, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Go, let's pluck her feathers. Come on, let's begin to do all the work. And I think that if we're not careful, we will forget how blessed we are because it is the nature of people to focus only on problems. To focus on what needs to be fixed and what needs to be better and I, I want to talk a little bit about this. It's dangerous to remove God's hand from the story of America. America was established to be set apart. Along that journey, we've had some ups and downs. Some decisions have devastated people. And some decisions have liberated them. The goal was to be a great nation. Come on, somebody, for all people. And that goal, while not impossible, has been harder to accomplish than expected. I think that if I'm going to be honest, the goal when we began to have our kids would be they would never be made fun of. The home would always be peaceful. It would be a, such a nurturing environment where they would never see their mom and dad say one crossword and they would grow up totally different than the way Katie and I did. But here's what you have found out real quick. Y'all got some sinners up in the house. 
In other words, there are hurts and motives and moods and experiences and all of that begins to mess with the dynamic come on somebody of the house and even in your own little nation it's hard to keep peace and and i think that it's very important for us that in every family, in every business, in every church, in every nation, we have to acknowledge the fact that there are sinful people. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5 says, but understand this. So anytime the Bible verse begins to say understand it, I'm thinking that we got to understand it. Come on, anybody ever had to teach someone something and you were like, hey, pay attention to this. And you're, you're saying that because you're, you're concerned that they're not going to pay attention. Come on. Anybody ever had like a two-year-old and a fork and an outlet? And you're like, we're going to have to pay attention here. Get some plugs. I, I could say to you today, hey, when you exit the church, that first driveway, we really want you to come around and use this one because you're on a hill and there's a tree and, and we don't want you to get hit. So go ahead and go out this one because it's safer. And some of you would be like, wow, thank you for that. And others, you may be like, who do you think you are? You don't think I can drive? Like, like you, you really think that I'm uneducated enough that you're going to have to tell me that where the danger is? Bruh, take care of yourself. Does that make sense? Because there's a little bit of fight in all of us. But here's what the Bible says, that in the last days, there will come difficult times. For people will be lovers of their self, lovers of money, proud Arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasing, uh, unpleasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit. Like you don't even have a little bit, like you swole of it. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. Now, if we're going to be 100% honest, we're not going to take this and develop a long finger and begin to point at everybody. My goal today is that you would look at this and go, okay. Okay. Maybe the world is jacked up because I'm jacked up. And maybe if God begins to heal me, I can pass that healing on to other people. And maybe the way to heal our nation is to start, come on, in our hearts and our soul. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 says this, For you were called to freedom. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. In just a, a, a week, we're going to be doing serve day, and we're going to be able to serve, come on, listen, one another. My assignment today is celebrating hope. When the founding fathers signed their names to the Declaration of Independence, it was not without consequence. Five of the signers were captured by the British as traitors and tortured before they died. Twelve of them had their homes ransacked and burned. Two of their sons were lost in the Revolutionary War. Another two, uh, another two sons were captured. Nine out of the 56 fought 
and died from wounds and hardships because of the Revolutionary War. They signed and pledged their life, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. I want to give you just two stories. At the Battle of Yorktown, Thomas Nelson Jr. noted that the British General Cornwallis had taken over his home and they were using that as an army base. And this man goes to General George Washington and he says, I want you to fire on my home and destroy it. This man ended up bankrupt. Thomas Nelson. John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside when she was dying. Their 13 children fled for their lives. His fields were laid to waste, and he lived in a cave and a forest for over a year, only to return home and see his wife dead and his children vanished. A, week, a, a few weeks later, he died from heartbroke, heartbreak. I just need you to know that as we begin to start this country, breaking free was never easy. If it's getting on a boat and realizing that I don't want to be under a king and I want to worship God freely, breaking free is not easy. And America has full, is full of stories of incredible bravery. We witnessed that bravery years, years later with Frederick Douglass in 1818 to 1895. Frederick Douglass, a black man, was sold into slavery at six years old. He was beaten and fed at a horse trough. The next 10 years, he learned how to read, write, fight, and communicate. He forged fake papers, fled to the north to be free. In his attempt to be free, bounty hunters were hired to go find him and bring him back. He fled to Britain. Then came back as a licensed minister, began to talk about slavery and freedom, and was instrumental in helping Abraham Lincoln. Freedom is a fight. It's not easy. We're on a, a course. Does this make sense? I think the thing that impacted me the most about Frederick Douglass, if you don't know much about him, I, I would Google him. He, he was a fireball. But when he, did get, when, when he got ready to die, he went back and he connected with his old slave master and they both cried. He said, I don't forgive you. I mean, he said, I forgive you. And the man just broke. See, we are in this idea in our culture that everything should be good, but we don't want to talk about the process on how to make it good. You were born, come on, listen somebody, to make a difference in our world. And there have been countless figures in American culture that said, I am going to step forward. I'm going to be anointed by God. Come on, somebody, to make a difference. What about this? Susan B. Anthony. 
She helped move women's rights forward. She believed that women should be able to do two simple things, vote and own property. Every time she got up to speak about the abolition movement, about women, about slavery, she would, she, people threw eggs at her. She wasn't a feminist. She wasn't against men. She was just for the equality, come on, of men and women. And she was actually a huge proponent of life. In the fabric of America are these incredible stories, listen, of bravery. And I just need you to know that breaking free isn't easy. And in your own personal life, you're going to step forward many times in your life. And you're going to take that one step and you're going to feel like you're pulled back. I'm trying to break this addiction. I'm trying to break this frustration, this anger, this lack of peace, this depression, this stuff in my life. And I just need you to know that what America teaches us us is it's not easy to break free in fact many of you might not even know but the declaration of independence was almost not signed all of the delegates were there at the con uh, at, at the the Continental Congress was there, and they were debating over portions of what would go into the um, the declaration and it was one of the last days there and everybody was frustrated and Benjamin Franklin suggested at the convention that we should open each day with prayer. In fact, here is his own words. I would suggest, Mr. President, that propriety of nominating and appointing before we separate a chaplain to this convention whose duty it is, it will be, to uniformly to assemble with us and introduce the business of each day by addressing to the creator of the universe and the governor of all nations, beseeching him to preside in our council, enlightening our minds with a portion of heavenly wisdom, influence our hearts with love of truth, justice, and crown our labors with complete and abundant success." And as they begin to engage in this, hearts begin to turn, and they finally, July 4th, Congress approved the declaration. How do we use this as an example for us today? Well, Psalms chapter 33, verse 12 says this, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people from whom he has chosen as his heritage. Can I tell you our way forward is not to be mad at everyone who doesn't think like us. Our way forward, come on, listen, is to begin to get humility in our heart and begin to work on our own soul and our own freedom and to create, listen, healthy dialogues and healthy homes and men who are men and women, come on, somebody, who are women. And I believe that the nation will increase and grow out of what each of us have been given Three lessons to remember this 4th of July. The first is this. God is our source of strength and blessing. For 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, 1 through 3 says this. Finally, brothers, pray for us 
that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men for not all have faith but the Lord is faithful and he will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Deuteronomy chapter 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord your God who goes with you he will not leave you, come on somebody, and he will not forsake you. There is a story here much bigger than our mistakes, our missteps, and our mornings. God has built America by raising up people who would cause us to see what we're unwilling to see. He would empower them to step out with passion and burden and bravery. And I just want to talk a little bit. If you are saved and God is surging through you, you need to stop talking about what the church needs to do and you need to do something. Come on. Because we live in a society that sees the problem and wants someone else to fix it. That would be like me owning my home and mad at my neighbor that they don't come clean it. Come on. We don't, the Bible tells us that we don't look to the government to fix every one of our needs. Politicians cannot fix personal responsibility. America has risen because God has allowed it for America to continue to overcome and give and support and, and survive and be victorious. Its people need a relationship with God. God is the source. Let me ask you this question. Who is the source of your strength and blessing? Is it you? Is it your boss? Do you actually believe that I make more money based on what my boss thinks about me? Or do you work like your work is your own personal responsibility and you work unto God and you give your absolute best? And I realize that if this door shuts, another door will open, but I don't work for man, I work for God. Come on. Are you under the lie that you can build everything else yourself? Please understand from the story of America, you can't do it all yourself. And every time we've tried to take a thought and power and corruption and all of that, it's always hurt people. God will open a door and God will close a door. For us, America is here because of providence. It's because of God. It's because of his power and it takes surrender from all of us. Psalms chapter 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our. Come on. Here's the second thing I want to give you. Is we don't get to erase sacrifice, suffering, or scars. There is a part of our story that has all of this. Romans 5, 3 through 5 says this. More than that, we rejoice in our, come on, say it, one, two, three. 
If it was written in, if the if if culture could write the Bible, it would say, "Blame people for your sufferings." But the Bible tells us that we rejoice in it. Because here's the problem. It's not that we don't have to make sure that there is justice. I want justice for every, come on, hear what I'm saying. But I'm talking about a personal responsibility in you. And if you have the notion that you are where you're at because of somebody else, then you remove the fact that God can move. You have placed, been placed as a victim and you cannot be free unless your captor is removed. And I need you to see that God is strong and sovereign. And he, come on, listen. That's why we have the stories in the Old Testament of unfair hands and undealt things and that's why we have all of these stories to tell us that even Joseph when he was lied about when Potiphar's wife uh, began to say he tried to have sex with me and he didn't this is a story in, in Genesis when all of these things he still rose and I need you to know listen you may not have had a dad you may not have had a mom you may have been Nobody know, I mean, I don't even know your story. There may have been ugliness, abuse. Uh, I mean, you, you may have seen horrible things. But I need you to know, you can spend your whole life focusing on who did what to you. Or you can say, God, I am broken. And I need you to begin to heal my scars. I have some open wounds. And God, I need you, come on, listen, to touch them and heal them. For all of us, God has given you the Holy Spirit. And hard times produce character. And character produces, come on, endurance. And endurance produces hope. And I don't know where we got off thinking that as Americans, every day should be easy. There are tough days. There are projects that are too big for how much time you have and all of that stress and all of that stuff come on listen it, it is to move you into I need God not I need to fire my boss or be on a different team and I'm not saying that all of that is doesn't have its place but we're talking about what you can do you know, America didn't get to this pos position in the world without sacrifice and suffering and scars. You know, I got in a wreck a couple years ago and I have some scars on, on my body. And the key was I had to go to a wound specialist and they had to put gauze in these wounds and they had to heal over a long period of time. It was very painful and because they didn't want there to be a huge indention in my leg. And uh, I think that we have all been affected and wounded. But I need you to allow God to close up that wound. Heal your heart. Because we don't always get to lose our scars. Even in America, in our history, we don't, we don't get to lose the scars, the things 
But those should be representations and moments that we begin to say, this is where we got it wrong. In our own life, this is where we, that happened because I did this and this and this. And you know what? Come on, you hear what I'm saying? For all of us, our goal at our church is we are going to honor God and we are going to bless America. And I am still, listen, uh, I, I still believe the old song that, um, come on, God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light above. Come on, does that make sense? But the goal for us is not blind patriotism. When has being blind ever served anybody? My goal isn't to be blind. My goal is to see so that God would give us eyes to see. And absolutely, uh, America's had hard days. We've had sons and daughters of our country go fight for our freedom to be able to share whatever opinion we have. God has raised up leaders in our nation like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, uh, uh, Harriet Tubman, uh, Martin Luther King, Billy Graham. I mean, just over and over again, these voices came and said, we're going to have to shift. So here's my question to you is, what have you learned because of your past? What have you learned? about decisions and compassion and love and what what have you learned come on listen because of your past come on even in our own lives we are all trying to forget our past and here's the deal listen the goal isn't for you to forget your past it's to heal it because I'm going to tell you, there's been a lot of awesome stories that I've been able to share with my kids to hopefully have them avoid some of the problems that I got in. And I needed those stories to add clarification so that they would feel the feeling and not have to experience the act. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? God uses the ugly in our lives and even the ugly in our nation to bring about his beauty. And we celebrate because, listen, God's still moving. God's still working. God's still doing. Let me give you this third one. Is, is, and this is my last one. Is practicing gratitude isn't easy, but it's necessary. It's so easy for us to be critical about everything and to be frustrated about everything. But I just need, like, we don't decide when we have birthdays. Thank God. Because some of us would be like, dang, it was your birthday? No, we have a day that it doesn't matter how we acted yesterday. It doesn't even matter how we act the next day. But we have this birthday, and so we stop with development we stop with all we do and we celebrate come on listen this person for who they are and what they do but birthdays aren't based on how we feel and you are all blessed and have an opportunity for an incredible future and that's why we praise the lord why would I celebrate uh, July 4th? 
is, I think that it's super important because nothing rises and falls without God's approval and hand. You can live your whole life moved into a frenzy about what other people are doing, what should be done. You can stay in your bed crushed by what you just heard or you can focus, come on, listen, on the good. In this nation, we are surrounded by imperfect people at imperfect times with imperfect circumstances. Yet there is good happening every second of the day. And many of us don't hear it. I just need you to know that we lead in the aid to foreign countries. This Last year alone, $38 billion was sent to foreign aids. The top 10 countries, Ethiopia, Jordan, Afghanistan, Southern Sudan, Congo, Yemen, uh, Nigeria, Syria, Sudan, and Somalia. These people would not be receiving blessings if America crumbled. There is a huge light going out, come on, listen, from our city, from our states, from our nation. And there is good happening every day. Now, I realize our news stations run, if it, le if it bleeds, it leads. And so you got to hunt for the good things that God is doing. you got to hunt and really look and I will tell you this, if you want to make a difference, this church is moving forward. Come on, listen, with intentionality. And we want to make sure that the unlovely are loved. We want to train young people to step out and do their God-given purpose. We are strengthening families. We're providing mentoring opportunities for those who are older that want to connect with younger people. We are not stuck in this church. We want to live better outside the walls. And if you really do have a missional component to your life, then I'm asking you to sign up for Serve Day. Don't sit in your home talking about what everybody should do. Come help us do it. Liberty in this republic is still growing and learning and allowing freedom to thrive. Come on, freedom is good. Not freedom to act however you want. I can't decide to make a road through your house. Well, you just, I just want to be free. I just want to drive on the sidewalks. I just want to be free. How dare you? Come on. You got to hear what I'm saying. For all of us, we are winning more than we're losing. And we have hope. We have hope. America is beautiful and I want to just make sure our church knows we don't believe that anything is irredeemable. Our nation, our city, your homes, nothing is irredeemable. Come on, where are some parents of some grown kids? We're not giving up on our young people. We're not giving up on our husband. We're not giving up on our wife. We're not giving up even if we have a last church or an old pastor. We don't believe that things, come on, listen, are irredeemable. How do we know that many times we see Israel acting like a fool? God would bless them. Something would happen. And then they would get a little prideful. A little, Look what we did. We're awesome. And then they'd tank. Even Egypt. Think about Egypt. God used Egypt. Go back to the Old Testament. 
Joseph was sent to Egypt to help them in a moment of famine. They started to grow. They came out of the famine. And instead of going, God, wow, you've helped save our life. They enslaved people. Then all, there was an interaction. They hardened themselves against God. And most of their leaders were wiped out in the Red Sea. But if you Google, and I know that Egypt is a bigger country than Israel, but they have a million plus people, and they're still here. And I just want you to know, God is still doing something in this country. And there are churches needed, there are individuals needed, come on, there are men needed, there are women needed, there are young people needed, and God's got, God's doing something that we don't know, and He's doing something way beyond the 2020 election and the 2024 election, like God sees way different than we see, come on somebody, and we need to be celebrating the hope that if we will get God's concepts in our heart, we can make a difference right where we're at. Come on, give Him some praise. Galatians chapter 5, stand fast in the liberty by which God has set us free. Acts 17, 26, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth. And having determined the allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling. God's doing something. God's playing a game. Listen, we play in checkers, God's playing chess. But our goal is not to get so wrapped up in the moment that we are growing up families and kids of people who are incredibly ungrateful for all of the sacrifices that have happened. Church, there's hope. Hope that tomorrow brings opportunities. Hope that your worst days don't have to define you. Hope that your life, come on, is redeemable because of Jesus. Jesus' death on the cross provided you liberty. The justice that we all deserved was hell. But God was like, yo, I want to save them. There was a song I woke up this morning and was praying for you. And there was an old song that we used to sing when I was a young person. And uh, it's called Give Thanks. Y'all remember, who remembers that song? Come on, Give Thanks with a Grateful Heart. I'm not going to sing it because I don't want you to leave like right now. But if you're focusing on the issues in your life, you're focusing on the issues in your wife, you're focusing on the issues in your husband, you're focusing on the frustration of your home, you're focusing on the frustration of your kids, you're focusing on everything that you hate about life, then I need you to pause. And I actually need you to think that I may not be part of the solution. I actually may be perpetuating a problem. And I've got to begin to confess my sin before the Lord because the Bible says that if we will humble ourselves, come on, He will lift us up. And I want you to see your home lift up. I want to see your family lifted up. I want to see, come on, listen, your young people lifted up. I want to see people from this community. Listen, I want to see you run for local, state. I, I want to see God do something with people that, listen, 
realize that it's not just my agenda, but we're on assignment. Come on, listen, from God, from God. So I want you to just stay there just real quick in your seat. Come on, just close your eyes and, and let our team just sing this as we begin to focus not on the problems, but on being grateful. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given. that lead us to addictions 
But all you have to do is say, like, Jesus, come into my heart. Free my life. I make you Lord over my life. And I believe there's some people today, this morning, we had three or four people get saved. Say yes to Jesus. And I believe right now your freedom depends like, on who you're going to trust in. So I'm going to count to three. And if you're there, I'm asking you to boldly lift your hand because I believe that your whole life is about to change. And I'm not telling you that it's going to be easy, but I will tell you that the process of sanctification and transformation will change your life in years. If you're here today and you want to know Jesus, you're ready for all that sin and shame, you're ready for those wounds to be healed and turn into scars, then on the count of three, I want you to lift your hand right where you're at. Come on, one, two, three. Awesome. 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 You can put your hand down. Come on, as a body, as a church, can we all repeat this? Can we just repeat this? Just say this after me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. The one I know, the ones I know about, and the ones that I don't. Cleanse me. Renew my mind. Renew my heart. I give you my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.